it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And this week, we are going to be bringing you part two of our King of the Ring, Unstable Stables. Last time, we did the winners, and we drafted them. And this week, we are going to be doing what uh, Leonard has affectionately dubbed the Princes of the Ring, that being the runners-up to each tournament. And we are going to be doing the same thing with those. And Leonard is going to explain a little bit about what Unstable Stables is. Yeah, so Chad and I are going to go back and forth. And Chad has the first pick this time, since I had the first pick last time. And we're going to be drafting uh, the runners-ups of the Kings of the Ring, as Chad says, the sequel to what we did the first time, drafting the winners. So our draft pool... Uh, it's going to be 20 guys of 22. Uh, Randy Savage and Kurt Angle were winners of King, Kings of the Ring tournaments, but also were runner-ups. So we took them out uh, since they were already part of our last draft. So the King of the Ring started in 1985, but it didn't become a pay-per-view until 1993. So the runners-up starting in 85 were the Iron Sheik, Pedro Morales, King Kong Bundy, Randy Savage, who we're skipping over, Rick Martel, Erwin R. Scheister. Then we get to 93. We have Bam Bam Bigelow, Razor Ramon, Savio Vega, Jake Roberts, Mankind, The Rock, X-Pac, Rikishi, Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam. Then it went away for a few years. It came back in 06 with Bobby Lashley being the runner-up, uh, CM Punk in 08, John Morrison in 2010, Neville in 2015, Chad Gable in 2019, and uh, Finn Balor just this past year. So uh, there's going to be 20 guys, and uh, so that's 10 guys each that we're going to be drafting back and forth, and we're going to place them into a card, which I'll go over when we get there, very similar to the card we did last time. And um, you get these guys as they were at the time they were in the tournament. So with most of them, you're getting them pretty close to their peak, uh, sometimes not. There's a few exceptions on here, which we'll probably mention. Uh, and and again, Chad, you you get the first pick, and we'll go back and forth till all 20 guys are gone. All right. Well, to me, there is an obvious first draft choice here, mm-hmm. and that would be the Rock. So I am going with the Rock for my number one pick. Okay. There were two ways I thought you would go. The Rock was one, and my number two pick, or I guess my number one pick going at number two, CM Punk. Oh, interesting. See, I'm surprised you picked him first. Like that, I mean, this was certainly a CM Punk that was on the rise. And yeah. I mean, he had been in the ring, obviously, for a long time at this point. So, still yeah, wise, he was probably at peak ish. I don't know. About yeah, me. this is 08. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting first pick. Well, yeah. Then my next pick is going to be Bobby Lashley. You know, I had Bobby a lot lower on my draft board. I'm kind of kind of surprised at you at him there. Now, this is, of course, good prime Lashley, although I like him now. He's great now as well. Yeah. So there are three guys I'm really torn with here. I'm trying to think who you would most likely go with next of those three. So I'm going to go with Razor Ramon. Okay. All right. Well, my next pick is going to be Mankind. He he was not one of my three, so I still have to say, well, who might he go with now? And I'm going to go with Rob Van Dam. 
Yeah, he was one I had considered. I am going to pick Finn Balor next. He was he was the other guy. He was my third guy, and he would have been my next pick if you hadn't taken him. I'm going to go with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. This person is very underrated. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with him now, and that's Chad Gable. Okay. I had Chad a lot lower on my list. And, yeah, maybe that's because he's underrated. Maybe it's because he's current. I got two guys I want here. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a guy I would call underrated, and I think I might be a sleeper in a tournament like this. Rick Martel. All right. My next pick is gonna be Rikishi. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, John Morrison. I got two picks in mind. I'm gonna go with another guy that I feel is underrated, and he's not with the company anymore. He currently goes by Pac in AEW. I'm going to go with Neville. Is that the guy I call PAC and that's not his name? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ne- that should Neville. go on the future blooper reel. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Neville, so you're getting, you're getting Neville just to be clear. Yes. Cause that was his name here. I'm going to pick Savio Vega. That's a good pick. That would have been my next pick as well. And I agree with you. He is very underrated and uh, he did a lot of really good work during this time uh, with a lot of guys that were kind of up and coming. And he was one of those, you know, even though he'd worked somewhere else before this, like he is one of those tried and true talents that you could kind of get in the ring and really test the waters to see how good or bad you were. And another guy that WWE used for that specific purpose is X-Pac. X-Pac has been on my list for a while and I kept kind of jumping over him. And I don't know. I think X-Pac has X-Pac heat with me. Like, I recognize Sean Waltman was a good talent, but he got to the point where I just didn't care to see him anymore in the ring. So, But that's right. nothing against his, his talent, very talented guy. I kept jumping over him for quite a while. So I think I got a plan here. I'm going to go with Pedro Morales. I am going with King Kong Bundy. All right. He, he was another guy that had higher, and I kept jumping over and jumping over and jumping over him. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm surprised he's still on the board. Uh, I, I love the dude. I'm going IRS. IRS. All right. And is the Sheik still on the board? Yeah. So you're going Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. So that surprised me. I figured Sheik would be the last guy to go. Really? Like, this yeah, is, I thought I mean, he, was, he was still pretty prime Sheik at this point. Yeah. So that means the very last pick goes to me, and it's Jake Roberts. That doesn't surprise me. I'll be honest. Like, Jake, I thought was, was going to be in the bottom four. Yeah, I mean this was, this was not a a Jake Roberts that was in shape the way he was before. No. Actually, if we want to be real, Jake Roberts is in better shape now than he was yes. during this tournament, and that says a lot. You now he was in on the religious kick then. This is not the type of this is not the era that I personally want to look back on and think of Jake Roberts. I, I just don't like. I mean, no. So. This was 1996. So if we're talking 10 years before this, then definitely he probably would have went a lot higher. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, with either of us, um, the only thing I can say is, of course, this was where we got Austin 316, and he helped to tell that story. And he was kind of the you know the the run that he had in this tournament. It was it was a a good 
good storytelling from him here. Yeah. But everything else you said was absolutely true. The only thing that is good here was the, the, the story that Jake helped to tell and helped to turn Austin into Steve Austin. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, then that means our draft has concluded. Leonard, do you want to recap the names? I will recap. So Chad's uh, roster is The Rock, Bobby Lashley, Mankind, Finn Balor, Chad Gable, Rikishi, Neville, X-Pac, King Kong Bundy, and Iron Sheik. My guys are CM Punk, Razor Ramon, RVD, Bam Bam Bigelow, Rick Martel, John Morrison, Savio Vega, Pedro Morales, IRS, and Jake Nate Roberts. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take all the guys we drafted and we're going to seed them into a card, which is going to be comprised of a Sweet 16, a Lead 8, a Final Four, a tag team match, and then the finals. Now, last time it was a six-man tag because we had extra guys, two extra guys. We had 22, now we have 20 altogether. So that's where we're going to have a tag match. And it, it is important to note that it could be very possible that it won't be even my guy versus Chad guy in the future rounds. We're just right. going to talk it out and see who goes forward and go from there. So since Chad had the first pick, I get the first seating on the card. And do I want to go with my heavy hitters first or do I want to go elsewhere uh, that I want to put maybe a, someone who I think I want to put one of my heavy hitters, but someone who I think would put on a really good opener. And I'm going to see first Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. Well, that is a good pick. And you know what? I am going to avoid putting my super heavy hitter against Mr. Van Dam. Okay. And, but I am going to give him somebody that I know would give him a great match. And to me, this is like, I don't want to call it a dream match, but it's like a low key dream match. And in that, I think these guys would have really great chemistry and I'm going to have him go against Chad Gable. Okay. I was there's When you started talking, there were two guys I thought you were going to go with here. And Chad Gable was one of them. Um, you know, as, as you, as you said, Chad Gable's underrated. I like him. You know, I'm not watching the current product a lot, but from what I've seen, I kind of like what they're doing with him and Otis. What's that? The Alpha Academy. Yeah. That yeah. seems that seems like it it, it it fits him pretty well. Um, but again, you're going against Rob Van Dam, who is not a big guy, but bigger than Chad Gable, and also is very agile. This is is towards very much the prime of at least his WWE career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll let, I'll let you talk here, but I think it would be very hard to argue Gable beating Van Dam in the opener. No, I do think this would be a, a good match and, you know, fairly even. I, I think that, you know, based on Van Dam's seasoned abilities, I think that that would propel him to win this match. And we got to remember, Rob Van Dam was the runner up from a to somebody who won that was like a lightning bolt from out of nowhere. And that being Brock Lesnar. So, like, had this been any other year, Rob Van Dam might very well have won this tournament. And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would have thought twice about it. But it was kind of hard to stop the freight train-like momentum that Lesnar had at this time. Um, but Rob Van Dam has always had a really strong fan following. Um, you know, sometimes in his career, he's kind of gotten in his own way. He always kind of you know, goes his own speed at things, but he would, he would be an, 
a win here for sure, but a good opener. Yes, yes. I think that's what we're both trying for is a solid opener. So you get to see next. Who are you putting out there? All right. Well, I am going to go with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Okay. Who do I want? Do I want to give Bobby Lashley somebody who I think might beat him, or I want to give him somebody who um, he can just he can just kind of mow mow down, mow over, or someone I would like to see fight Bobby Lashley? You know who I would like to see fight Bobby Lashley up for my list? Bam Bam Bigelow. So yeah, this would be this would be a good physical match. I, I definitely think that Bobby Lashley has good chemistry with big guys. Yes, um, because he can kind of work that style in that he kind of goes into the Lesnar explosiveness mode and he can usually have decent matches with bigger guys. Um, this is a pretty prime Bam Bam Bigelow mm-hmm. um, and Bam Bam Bigelow is one of the top, I would say top five or 10 big guys in the business in that he could really move and he had a unique look. Um, However, I would have to go with Bobby Lashley here, not just because he's my guy, but because he's to me, the more rounded person in the ring. Bam Bam Bigelow has a lot of power and size, but Bobby Lashley has proven that he can deal with guys that are that size. And not only does he have the power as well, but he has good submission games and everything else. So he can beat somebody like this. Um, but yeah, I think this would be a good follow-up match to a opener that probably would have been faster paced. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I could, I could argue Bam Bam Bigelow winning here, but I don't think it's an argument I would win or I should waste my effort on. I think it would be a good match. I think if this, this is 93 Bigelow, which you said was really good. If this was maybe 87 Bigelow, like towards the very beginning of his career, my God, he was really so athletic at that time. Right. I mean, he still is here. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think Lashley is more of a well-rounded talent. I think he's someone who works well with other bigger guys. And, um, you know, overall, I don't think it's as clear of a win for Lashley as you say, but I do think it is a win for Lashley. No, you know what? if If I came across that way, I'll correct myself. This would be very even. Based okay. on based on how based on the trajectory, the career trajectory of both of these guys at this time, mm-hmm. I do think that these guys are very evenly matched. Um, okay. Well, in this, that case, this, this I, is before the hurt lock. So, yes. although Bobby Lashley has submission experience, certainly, um, I don't know that it would have been a a full Nelson submission here. Although okay. that would have been an interesting visual with Bam. Okay. Bam. Well, then, well, then still, I, I would. I would you know go we got to do though, Leonard. We got to drink again when we do one of these, because like, I feel like your whole hesitation to get into an argument might fly right out the window if we had a couple drinks in us. That's that's possible. We'll see what happens as we go forward, because I get the next seed and I am uh, going to go for the big guns. I'm going to I'm going to bring in CM Punk now. All right. Well, in that case. I am going to go with somebody that might have a match with CM Punk at yeah. some point. I don't think they've ever had a match to date, but uh, that would be Neville. Okay. And so Neville in AEW is one of those guys that 
I know that they have, I'll say this. I think that AEW and Tony Khan have more of an eye on Neville Pock than did Vince in WWE. Um, you know, Neville is still stuck in the kind of mid card in the faction type feuds in AEW, but he's so explosive in the ring. He's so good at what he does. I really hope that he has a run with one of the belts there because I think he deserves it. Um, I definitely think that this would be a good match. And I really hope this match happens on AEW at some point, because I think it would be really great to see a seasoned older CM Punk go against somebody like this, who's really, really quick and, uh, you know, can kind of hit you all over the place. Um, CM Punk is obviously the better man here. I'm not going to argue that Neville would win if it was CM Punk today and Neville today or Neville back then, I might change my argument, but this was a CM Punk that was still pretty young and uh, Neville still had some growing to do, I think as a talent. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this was 08 was, was Neville in working by 08? That's a good question. I do not know. I would have to, I would have to look that up. If he was, he was just starting out, I would guess. Um, yeah. You know, I like, I like Neville. I, I think slash, pack uh, i think that the, the problem you know in WWE for him was he was so small he was a sh- not small physically i think he's he looks he he's muscular he's physically that's the that's the issue with wwe and but like, he's cool. yeah we could connect this with chad gable as well yeah chad gable to me if anybody deserves a run with a belt maybe not the world title but like a belt it's yeah. chad gable he, u.s title yeah but like the size thing it's sad to me that after so many decades in business that Vince is still with the whole size thing. Uh, to me, it's just mind boggling, but I agree. Neville's height is probably the main factor of what held him back when he was in WWE. So, Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And he looks like an elf other, other than that. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I like Neville too. I think, this would be if it was Neville now versus CM Punk then. Yeah, that's an excellent match. And even today, I think these guys could put on a good match. And for what I've seen uh, or what I've read about AEW, it seems like Punk seems to just work with people he wants to work with. It seems like he shows up and he says, "I'm gonna wrestle that dude tonight," and then he does. It, so it, he might wind up getting Neville at some point. And if that happens shortly after this posts, that would be excellent for us to take a look at. It, but, it would be. And, you know, I mean, yeah. as, as it stands now, CM Punk is heading into Double or Nothing to challenge uh, Hangman Adam Page for the world mm-hmm. title. And, you know, normally I would say, well, they're probably going to keep it on Page, but I actually don't know how they're, what they're going to do there. Um, I, you know, CM Punk is very much in a, a mode where I think he wants to bring out the best in the talents that he's in the ring with. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, anywho, yeah. moving on. And, you know, it's uh, interesting to me that I think so far, and I don't want to jinx this, that this Prince's tournament, the first few rounds are a lot more competitive than what our King of the Ring tournament was, I think. I'm also Maybe. trying to strategize where I'm putting people more. Like, okay. I, I wanted, part of me wanted to put my heaviest hitter against him right against CM Punk right away and mm-hmm. knock him out the first round. But... I don't want to, we don't have to get there just yet. Like we don't have no. to get there right off the bat. We want to make people entertained throughout. <laughs> All right. So um, you've got the, you got the placement. This is uh match four. All right. Well, I am going to give you mankind. 
mankind. Okay. So, huh. I got two ways I could go here. I could go a nice argument or I could go, I could just give him somebody that uh, he could, he could just, he could just eat. Um, you know, what I would like to see, and I'm just going to give you, give it to you. Cause I want to see it. I don't know if it ever happened. Mankind versus Jake Roberts. Yeah, that would be, that would be an interesting feud with a peak Jake Roberts, the heel yes. Roberts against either a face or a heel mankind to me is yeah. like, you know, a license to print money. The fact you know what, like I would have loved to have seen like a stable with taker Roberts and mankind like that. Was... <laughs> and they, and they should bring in Kevin Sullivan. There you, you just ruined it. You just... No. <laughs> I just created the Dungeon of Doom, didn't I? Damn it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this would be this would be a, an entertaining match for sure. And I definitely think uh, Foley would be very generous in how he worked with Roberts. I think that he would, you know, not have any problems, you know, making Roberts look good, despite the fact that at this time Jake Roberts was overweight and not nearly as in shape as he once was, as we talked about. So I would give the, the win to Mankind here, Mandible Claw. But uh, it would still, it, it would be an interesting match. Because I think it would have a great story. Um, yeah. Because as we said, Roberts at this time could still tell a story. And I think it would be a match that would have a really neat story. I like seeing their personalities go together. Again, we'll have to look up to see if they ever met in, in any fashion because I know they floated around each other when Roberts was shortly in WCW. Right. Um, he was there as Cactus Jack. Um, I don't know. Was, was, had Mankind come in by the time? Because Mankind was there, I mean, 97, and Roberts left. I mean, I think they were probably there around the same period. In they might have crossed paths very briefly. Shortly. Yeah, yeah. So that would be interesting. But no, I just wanted to see the match. And I, and I definitely think, again, if this was 10 years earlier, Jake, that, that's that's a stiff argument to make. But yeah. at this point, I, I just wanted to see that story told. And Mankind would certainly, I think, move on from here. So match five, I've got the first placement, and I'm going to bring out what I would call the last of my big guns, and that's Razor Ramon. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> I am going to give him somebody that has defeated him. So I have an argument here, and I All know right. this is going to be good. You know exactly who I'm going to pick. Don't yeah, you? yeah. I'm going to give him X-Pac. And so this is an X-Pac that's uh, more seasoned in the ring. And he beat Razor Ramon when he was like young and green in the ring. So I think that this wouldn't last more than a minute. I think X-Pac would get in there and do the Bronco Buster. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. It, this would be a good match, though. Um, I definitely think there's an argument to be made that X-Pac could, you know, crank out a win here by cheating or something. Yeah, um, but these guys are obviously friends in real life, um, and you know what? Based on your earlier argument of like, you know, the argument not being worth your time, mm -hmm. I honestly, I would rather see Razor Ramon move on anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, uh, they had a lengthy feud, which 
Right. They were friends. They were against each other. X-Pac joined the corporation and lost the, the diaper match. So I would say since Razor Ramon made X-Pac wear a diaper, that there's no way that he's <laughs> going to get get that win back after that point. Yeah. So so I'm going to say agree with you, Ramon. But these guys could work together. And I think that's a great match in the middle of a card that's going to be a long show that after you've had some 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 of these matches, giving them some time, that's going to help wake the crowd back up for, for part two of this first round, I think. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great matchup. But we got Razor moving on. Um, so, yeah, now you get the first seed. And now it's going to get interesting, I think. All right. So I am going to give you Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Okay. So do I want to feed someone to Finn Balor or do I want to give him someone I think he could have a good match with? And you know what? Let's go with, ah, there's two guys I might give him. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him, um, cause I'm looking to see who you got left. Oh yeah. All my guys are going to get crushed. I think after, after this, I'm going to go with John Morrison. And I don't know if he's he's probably a face John Morrison, hasn't he? Um, yeah, but well, I don't know. He might have been a heel at this time. I for, I honestly forget. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to to remember who's all faced who. I'm sure in the comments people might be like, "You idiots!" Blah blah blah. They face right. at, at whichever. Uh, but uh, Finn Balor versus John Morrison, I think that's a a, a good matchup between two guys. Uh, you know, relatively in their primes. Um, who both have a similar style. They're fast. They can go to the air. Um, just uh, really, really fast dudes. Um, it's it's hard for me to, again, because John Morrison's my guy. I think Morrison, at least at this point, has had kind of a longer career. I think he's had the more interesting character. Um, he's done more uh than ba- i think morrison you know has has had uh, i don't know if i want to say opportunities but i think wwe has used him better and morrison too has gone on and done more outside the company than what finn balor had had done even though he you know had 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 runs elsewhere as prince devitt and such right um so i don't know i i lean towards john morrison uh, based on some of those intangibles. Well, I would have to lean towards Finn Balor here because he was our first universal champion. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he got injured right away, but uh, he, the, he did reach the top of that mountain. And that is something that John Morrison has yet to do, um, unjustly, I might add. But uh, I, I really do think that John Morrison has kind of been shortchanged during his, his runs in WWE because he has accomplished so much outside of the company. But I definitely think that overall, this would be a really even match. I think both guys have a similar skill set, similar builds. Both look chiseled out of granite, you know, great bodies, great looks. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that Finn Balor is the more seasoned talent in terms of, I don't know, being more well-rounded in the ring um, than John Morrison. John Morrison is more known for his high-flying skills. I think Finn Balor can do everything. Um, but what do we well, think? I think Morrison's underrated in, in all those others, not just going to the air. I just think he tends to do that more, especially if he's got older. I think he's rounded out his mat game better. 
So what we could do, and we did it last time, we could call it a draw and move both guys on to a triple threat. I'm okay with that. Okay, we're going to move both of these guys on to a triple threat in the next round. All right, I've got the first placement this time. And um, I'm going to go with uh, Rick Martell. He was the guy I almost gave to Finn Balor. All right. Well, see, this is tough. Like, I could give him somebody that I don't know if I really want to ever see this match, but I think it would be really even. Um, But I'm not going to do that. I am going to end Mr. Martell's night early, and I'm going to give him the rock. Oh, God. I didn't think you were going to give him the rock. I thought you were going to save the rock. You know what? Rock versus Martell, I think, would be a good bout. It would be. Yeah, I think it would I, be. I think, I think it would be because, you know, rock, rock was still at a point here um, where well, this was eh, this was 98, so he was still very early in his career. Um, and Martell was a guy who would, I think, make the rock look good. Like Martell would go in there. This was Martell from 89. So he would go in there and purposely want the rock to look good, put him over, have a hell of a match with him. I could see at this point that wanting to say time and this being maybe a shorter match, maybe five to seven minutes, but I think it would be a damn good five to seven minute match with Martell working his ass off to get Rocky over. Absolutely. I agree with that. All right. Uh, we are on uh, the last match of the first round. So this is match eight. Chad, you get the first placement. And of your three guys left, I'm interested to see where you go. You have the Iron Sheik. Uh, you know, and you know who he has? IRS. Oh, man. Well, this, to me, I would say that there's simply, these guys are simply one level apart in their respective eras. Um, you know, the Iron Sheik was champion. And IRS was a tag team champion, but he was never a top guy. Um so I, I would I can envision IRS getting submitted. I can't envision Iron Sheik jobbing to him. Well, I don't know if, if, if any of my other guys would have beat him. That would be interesting to say because I have a plan for my other two guys in the tag match. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, Sheik, I don't think, was as much in his prime as you think he is in 1985. Um, If you look at him in the late 70s as compared to this period, he's put on weight. He's slowed down. Um, Mike Rotundo was a hell of a hand in the ring. Um, You know, and I think Rotundo was probably a little bit better prior to his IRS period. Um, This, I think, this is an interesting match. I think it's a match where people, this is the piss break match before the next (laughs) set of matches, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to argue IRS moving on here over over Sheik because I think Sheik, as being a former world champion, has more clout. I think uh, Rotundo would be much more up to putting Sheik over than Sheik putting Rotundo over if you want to get into politics backstage. (laughs) So with all that being said, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send the Iron Sheik on. And um, have, the fact that I have the board in front of me, I know what we're going to get coming up. And that's going to be fun as hell when we get there. 
so um, yeah, so we are moving on to to our Elite Eight, and the first match of the Elite Eight is um, uh, my guy versus Chad's guy, Rob Van Dam versus Bobby Lashley. I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Well, this uh, would be an interesting match i think I, I wonder if these guys met in tna i'm sure they did um most likely i'd have to look it up probably did um yeah. you know i think that if i were to argue for this really heavily i could say that lashley has been booked as a where is booked almost well maybe not consistently but he's booked more as a top guy than i think rob van dam has been um but i will say that I think that Rob Van Dam is probably the better rounded person here um, by a hair. I think that Rob Van Dam has shown that he's can, he can be pretty resilient when it comes to dealing with big muscular guys. Mm -hmm. um, he's had some good matches with, uh, with triple H and uh, people like that. Um, but in my head, I can't see, I can't see Bobby Lashley getting the win in this case, in this era. If it was today's Lashley, I would change my opinion for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but this era of Lashley, I think, was just maybe a shade behind Rob Van Dam. Yeah. I, you know, I agree with you. I think Rob Van Dam has shown that he is better at guys Lashley size and say Lashley is against guys maybe Van Dam size and with that agility and with that speed and with that ability to go to the air. Uh, Bobby Lashley today versus Rob Van Dam today. Yeah, I would go Lashley. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point, I think, I, you know, I, I can't say much more than I agree with you. I think that Van Dam is maybe by just a, a few slight hairs in some of the categories more well-rounded than, than Lashley at this point. So, uh, and I think this may be a better match than, than people would give it credit for. I'm sure it probably happened in TNA, but neither one of us are TNA experts. Uh, so, but uh, Rob Van Dam, we'll, we'll move on from here. So next up, we have um, match three winner versus match four winner. And it is uh, a my guy versus a your guy again. And it's CM Punk versus Mankind. So, you know what? I'm going to let you give your thoughts first this time. Okay. Well, uh, CM Punk, uh, I think, is, is certainly – we the word, the catch word for this episode seems to be well-rounded. And I think CM Punk is a much more well-rounded wrestler over Mankind, uh, a.k.a. Mick Foley. Uh, Mankind was certainly a character that did a lot of jobs and put a lot of guys over. Uh, CM Punk during this period was um, winning a lot, was getting the big push. I mean, this feels like a match that would be put together to put Punk over and it put Punk over well. You know, Punk isn't, say, a, a hardcore guy, but I think he could meet fully in that area. Like, I can picture Punk taking the cactus uh, clothesline, like, over the you know the top rope to the floor i can picture him taking the cactus elbow um i i think this comes down to like the anaconda vice versus the the mandible claw i was gonna I say see, that yeah that's why it's gonna come down to and i could see punk like had like like 
being in the mandible claw and somehow going down and getting the anaconda vice on. So they're both like in the same submission hold at the same time. I don't know how that would work. I'm trying to picture it in my head, but I think it would be something like that. But if you look at where these two guys were, again, if you use our watchword of being well-rounded, um, if you just look at who was getting the push, who was more likely to put the other guy over, I think Punk wins this, and I think it's a really neat match. I think this is a match that people wouldn't know was a dream match until it was in front of their face. So what year was Mick Foley? So this is 97, and he lost to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And uh, the Punk, this is Punk from uh, 08, and he lost to William Regal, which I don't remember the storyline there, but that was seem a bit of an oddity. So that would probably be the only reason why I would agree with you here, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I guess I'm, you know, trashing my own guys more. But uh, I would agree with you here simply because of year. Had this been a year later, you know, I might say, that it, uh, say something different because Foley was, you know, would be on the rise more in, in 98 and 99. Um, but overall, I agree with what you said. I, I do think that I could see Mick Foley submitting CM Punk. And we got to remember that, you know, CM Punk lost to, to William Regal, as you just mm-hmm. said. So, yes, I, I do think that, you know, a case could be made to uh, that CM Punk would not win this. I, I can envision your scenario, though. Um, you know, maybe a, a mandible claw and then a reversal of some sort. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you here. We'll have CM Punk move on. All right. So now we've got our triple threat of Razor Ramon versus Finn Balor versus John Morrison. So since I talked first last time, I'll let you talk first this time. Well, this is an interesting triple threat, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, you know, obviously you have Scott Hall, who is the biggest guy of this trio. Mm-hmm. Um but certainly not the, I wouldn't say the most athletic of this trio. Um, I would still say Balor and Morrison are still pretty evenly matched when it comes to sheer athleticism. Um, you know, based on now our, how the match went between Morrison and uh, Balor, mm-hmm. I, I can easily envision a scenario where those guys are concentrating on each other and you know razor ramon ekes out a win by getting the razor's edge somehow or cheating whatever um i I think that based on his age and the fact that he was in the business a little bit longer and you know i think more of a known name i think all those things considered I, i can see scott hall Razor Ramon being the person that wins here simply because he's a little bit different of a talent than these two guys. He has maybe, maybe not more to offer, but something different to offer in power and, uh, you know, old school approach. So, yeah, you know, my my argument was going to be that Balor and Morrison would probably cancel each other out because of everything we said in the previous match, how evenly matched they are with Ramon being the wild card, you know, and it should be mentioned that Razor Ramon as compared to big Scott Hall was a leaner guy. And 
if you watch, I think this is maybe probably the best period of his career as far as match quality, his ability to go in the ring, the different type of people that he worked with and could work with um, during this period. So I think it would probably work out the way you said that Valor Morrison would continue to focus on each other and that uh, Ramon would just kind of hang back and look towards spots and probably wind up swooping in and hitting that razor's edge on somebody. So I, I would agree here that Ramon would, would move on. And it, it's interesting how when you make these triple threats, uh, how the outcome could change from if it was a one guy versus the other guy. Right. The difference that it makes. So that's very interesting to me. So next up we have The Rock versus The Iron Sheik. Uh, this is obvious. The Rock wins this to me very easily. And unless you have something else to offer here, I think we can move on. No, no. I, I, the only thing I will say is that the promos would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I just hope they give the Rock and and Sheik promo time in between the matches because that's all I know. Just to see, just to see the Rock uh, impersonate the Iron Sheik, I think would be great. Yes, so so that that's the only thing I want. Okay, so we're now to the final four. So, wow, this is a cool final four. Uh, Match one of our final four, we have Rob Van Dam versus CM Punk, and these are both. My guys. Both your picks. What do, so you, do, you, what do you think, Leonard? You should, well, be, my, you should be speaking first since these are both your guys. These are both my guys. You know, I think this is a great match. I think this is a fantastic match. I think this is a period where both these guys could go. Uh, I think it would um, – you would see all their signature moves pulled out here. Um, I think it would be a nice mix of – Aerial stuff, maybe on the floor a little bit, lock crisscrosses, uh, uh, just a nice up tempo match, and I and I think a nicely told story. Although, you know, it, it's 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 hard to make a, an I, argument. You know what? Let me interject here while you're thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. One thing we haven't really thought about here is the fact that this is a tournament, and these guys have now wrestled this will be the third match yeah for these guys so we have to think about that mm-hmm. and if we're talking about stamina endurance and maybe having a little bit better cardio i can easily envision a scenario where cm punk gets a win here because of that well i was leaning i was leaning toward punk the point i was about ready to make was that rob van dam at this point was getting a hell of a push as opposed to the hell of push that Punk would get. But given your argument, I will lean with that, and I and I will give my vote to CM Punk. All right, CM Punk in the finals. All right, and next we have Razor Ramon versus The Rock. Yeah, and, the, you know, these guys um, obviously were both doing their thing at the same time, but they were in different companies um, when they were on the rise, and obviously Scott Hall was already an established talent by that by the point the time the rock was kind of moving up the card but if we're taking razor ramon against the rock i think that you have two very evenly matched guys in all sincerity um i can't argue against the rock here i I just can't i can't envision a scenario where razor ramon beats the rock i do think that this would be a very even match um you know razor ramon was the ic champ and you know he never got the 
the the world heavyweight championship um but many people would argue that he should have um the rock however is just simply a different level of talent and i think although this stage of rock would maybe not as easily be victorious against razor ramon um i i do think he would still win just based on how I think he's a little bit better in the ring overall. I, 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 w- I would agree with you on that. Um, I do think this is a heck of a match between two guys. Ramon's at his peak. Rock is on his way up at this point. Um, I think this it would be a heck of a match. I don't know if... Did, did Rock and, and Hall ever do anything... Like, you know, when Rock and Hogan had the WrestleMania match. I can answer this, actually. Yes. Okay. Answer this for me. So, and the only reason I know this is because I had done so much research on Hogan and Austin that, so the uh, DVD that was released long ago of the NWO had, you know, all, basically all the matches up until that point that the NWO was in and on a Raw, I believe there was a handicap match. It was the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hogan against, I want to say The Rock and Austin. And so I'm almost positive it was The Rock. So that would have been the exchange. Um, It would have been, that would have been the only time if they had any action in the ring together, that I can't remember. Um, I know Hogan and Austin had a very brief moment in the ring together um, that jim ross commented on and at the time but uh so i would assume they had some time together there all right well give, given that yeah i would lean the rock here too i think this would be a heck of a match um I, I i but i keep thinking about well who's on the rise ramon people will tell you scott hall's one of the greatest wrestlers never hold a world title and there just seems to be a ceiling there with him and and getting this far uh, and having a great match with The Rock, I think that's probably where it's going to wind up for him. Right. So I will go with The Rock here as well. So now we have our tag match prior to the main event. And um, you can figure out who that would be if you've been following along at home. So my team is um, uh, Savio Vega and Pedro Morales, who I'm going to be calling the freaking Puerto Ricans, okay. versus Chad's team of Rikishi and King Kong Bundy. I'm going to call them massive cheeks. Mass- just because. <laughs> just because. I was trying to think of a name the whole time we were doing this. And, uh, I, you know, that's the name that we ended up on. Um, very inappropriately so. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I see a squash happening here, Leonard. Yes, I, I would agree <laughs> with that. My, my, I will tell you, I uh, before coming into tonight, I had two ideas in mind for the tag team. That was one of them. And the other one was getting IRS and the Iron Sheik and calling them oil money. <laughs> I love that. Um, is Was Pedro Morales is mostly a, like a face, right? Yes, Pedro was mainly a face. My guys would be working face, I would say. Well, you know what? Here's what I envision happening. I envision no. Savio Vega's life coming to a near end after a, uh, you know, an avalanche by Bundy, which then leads into a stink face and you know then rikishi's finisher so savio vega is out for the count and i think that pedro does a heel turn and just leaves 
<laughs> not not wanting any more of this shit. And uh, he he decides, you know what? I this ain't worth it. He's <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, th- this is an older Pedro. This is yeah. an older Pedro. So uh, I think I think that you know what? And then Pedro Rosavio in like a Puerto Rican street fight. Upcoming uh, fever dreams. Coming in fever dreams. That that put that on the list. Yeah, I mean, this is a squash for your guys just because I don't think it was probably smart on you because I don't know if Rikishi and Bundy move on against That's, That was honestly, that was my thinking. Like, I was looking yeah. at the both of them and I was like, well, you know, I could see them maybe moving on one round depending on who you would put against them. Right. Like, But them together. <laughs> is a heck of a tag team. It would probably be anyone I could throw together. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I came in with those two ideas, so I was going to go with one of them. <laughs> But uh, you know what? Let me ask you, if I would have put Savio Vega against the Iron Sheik, do you think Vega could have got the upset against Sheik? So if it was – so wait, who would – what would the team so, – so, so, No, no, no. So if, if, it, if in round eight, if in match eight, it was the Iron Sheik versus Savio Vega for the tournament, not IRS. Ah, I see. Um, do you think – would you – would my argument of Vega – getting the upset victory and being the underdog in the dark horse and kind of how he played the tournament. Could I have gotten Vega through? I, I would have probably picked Vega myself. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I was, I almost did that, but I did, but I did not, but the iron Sheik versus the rock is way cooler than the iron Sheik than the rock versus Savio Vega, which totally happened. Uh, even when I believe as Vega and also as Quang the ninja. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So there you go. So now we're to the the finals, the main event. This is the Prince of the Ring tournament. This guy right. gets the crown. It's CM Punk versus The Rock. Well, it's been a nice run for CM Punk. Oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I, I think that well, this obviously this match happened in a different uh, well different lifetime really for yeah. both of these guys, um, which which The Rock would win and. I, I, I think The Rock would win here as well. Um, I think that CM Punk, one could argue, well, not one could argue, one could probably prove that CM Punk had more experience, but in terms of maybe youthful exuberance, I think that The Rock would have him beat in terms of size and strength and maybe being more motivated to be the prince of the ring. So I, I would have to go with The Rock here. Um, although this makes me want to rewatch their match that they had later on because I remember it being pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as much as I would like to argue CM Punk, I think everything you said was solid and correct. When you consider the fact that CM Punk lost to William Regal yeah. at the time that yeah. he did lose. And that The Rock lost to Ken Shamrock, although that would seem to be an oddity. But but Shamrock and Rock were having a feud that time. Yeah. Uh, again, I think if if this is Rock a couple years later, I think it, it's 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 even leans more toward him than right. it does even at this point. But uh, I think this is a good match, and I think it is actually a match where Punk would take the lead. I think he would walk The Rock through it. I think he would do a very, very good match. I think it's it's the fact that The Rock is on, on his way up. I think, as you said, he would have more of the fire. I think the booking would be, let's put him over because he's toward the, you know, he's on the way up. Punk is kind of where he's at. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no problem with giving The Rock 
the 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 win here over CM Punk and what I think would be a very good and competitive match. So the rock is our prince of the ring and therefore in the next fever dreams matchup will face Bret Hart, our King of the ring. Absolutely. I like that. I like leaving that for uh fever dreams. We'll have uh Savio versus Pedro in a Puerto Rican street fight. Yes. <laughs> Gimmick has already been mapped out for you guys. So yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if there's anything else that we left on the table for the next fever dreams, but I'm sure. we'll have to do those again soon because I think the card's getting full for that. Yeah, and, it's taken on its own universe at this point. And just to mention, because I, I counted the numbers twice because I wasn't sure, but uh, you know, we always try to think who wins, and we tied. We both have eight eight match. We, we if you count the triple threat as a win for both of us, you know, Balor's a win and Morrison's a win, then we come out eight to eight. Wow. Well, I never thought that would happen. No, I was. That's why I counted it twice because I I figured um, that um, you know I but but you won more of the preliminary matches. You won more of the first round matches than I did, right. but I won more of the second round matches. Right. So that I think is what even evened it out. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well. Then it'll be, uh, we'll have to add that to the record then. Yes, I'm not sure what the overall record is right now. Have you been keeping track? It's very close. I want to say, based on the last King of the Ring, I might be, like, we were tied before that. I think I might be up by one. I want to say it's like 3-2-1 at this this point. Oddly enough, 3-2-1. But I think that that's what it is, but I could be be off. But it's very close. All right. Well, anyway, I'm not sure what we're going to do next time we do this. I know you had mentioned doing um, like the best of the WWF. So it would be guys between what be 63 and 78, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. And that would just be me going through and picking names that we would recognize. Yeah, it would have to be, right? Right. Maybe we'll do that next time or we'll do something else. But I mean, I love these unstable stables. I think they're a lot of fun. And the more that we think outside the box with them, like this King of the Ring and Prince of the Ring tournament, I think is even more fun. And I hope it's fun for you, the watchers. Absolutely. Yeah, these are these are very enjoyable. And uh, we should probably think about doing an actual stable again at some point. But I don't know which yeah, well, stables are left. But we'll uh, have to take we'll have to take a look. I'm sure there's, could do there's two mini there. stables in one show. That might be fun. Um, yeah, maybe. Or yeah, yeah. We could do two, or we could uh, mix mix up a stable. The oddities. The oddities. Yeah, the oddities. Yeah, the uh, the uh, right. To, oh, we should mix up uh, right to censor and the uh, Million Dollar Corporation. There you go. Since we since we did the the profiles, of, we because we ranked those. We did the stable rank. That's true. Yeah. Of those two, so we should mix. And mix the York them. Foundation, our favorite. And the York Foundation should be in there as well. Yeah. Well, it's a plan. It's a, it'll be a cluster. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be a mess, but we'll figure it out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Let us know if you disagree or agree with any of our picks. Let us know what you think of the idea. As we said, we love doing it. And please check us out on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Go ahead and comment however you wish on our YouTube video. Hit the like button on our YouTube video and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate all the help. For Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next time, and Alexa will see you out.